there are practitioners and counselors that I see to guide me within my own healing because I'm as much of my own healer as you are. And what we do is we facilitate people into their own healing journeys. We facilitate people into tapping into that place within themselves and commend them for showing up for their appointment, acknowledge them for being there because it's scary. It can be really scary sometimes to start to dive into what's within us. And I really acknowledge people because it's not for the faint of heart. It is no small feat to start to look in what's inside of us because there's things that we're not going to like, but there's also things that are beyond beautiful within ourselves. Welcome to She Empowers the Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kayla Lucas. I'm a mom of two, a family-focused chiropractor, a trailblazing entrepreneur, and a holistic mindset queen. I am on a mission to empower women to lead themselves and their families to greater health and wellness in their personal lives and businesses. Each week, I'm sharing inspiring content that will give you the tools to navigate your own wellness journey, grow your businesses, expand your mind, and take care of the ones you love. This is your space to feel supported, inspired, and empowered. Let's get into it. I just had the most amazing and beautiful conversation with Kyla Erlandson. Kyla is a trained and certified breathwork practitioner who's been helping counsel and empower women for over 15 years. Our conversation was so incredible. I feel like I have gained so much insight on energetics, spiritual intelligence, and how we as women can just come back to ourselves through different healing modalities. I know you're going to absorb her essence and her wisdom today, and her whole premise is she just helps women ground into their daily lives for more peace and happiness. So without further ado, here's the beautiful conversation with Kyla. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So welcome Kyla to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kayla. And I meant to mention, I love the name of your podcast. What an encompassing title. So beautiful, so powerful. Yes, it was um it was a labor of love to find the right words and the right phrase. And before we kind of hit record today, I was saying I think you and I are very much aligned in our mission to empower more women across the globe and just help women step more into their power and speak their truth. So I know that our guests are going to glean so much from you today and we'll feel inspired by the end of the episode. So I would just love for you to share with us who you are, Kyla. And what sort of drew you to spiritual transformation and becoming a coach as well as a breathwork practitioner? Well, I have to say it wasn't something I was looking for. I began my journey 20 years ago, and it was uh, a dark night of the ego that really brought me to my knees for my own awakening, my own healing. And... You know, the, the pain that I was going through at the time, I was, I was so very young, uh, 19, and I didn't have a relationship with myself. I, I knew I believed in something outside of myself, and I, I was searching without knowing that I was searching. And the call that really brought me to my knees was this level of codependency that I was faced with. 
And at the time, I wasn't aware of what that was. I just knew I had this, what felt like a hole within me. I felt empty. And maybe you've recognized this within our society, but we're very conditioned and programmed for consuming and for looking outside of ourselves for that fulfillment. And that was a place that I was at when I was um, really faced with myself. And it was the relationship I was in at the time that really brought this unknown feeling that I couldn't describe fully to myself. And what I knew was that it was painful. And what I knew was that I knew that I, I, I felt like I could not go on more in my life feeling this discomfort and this pain, this, this emptiness and this yearning for something that I yet didn't know. And so the relationship I was in at the time, I speak about this very um, briefly in the magazine article and becoming iconic, but it was the relationship I was in at the time really brought this forth. And I was, I was just so confused and I knew that I had felt it before and then it would go away when I wasn't in relationship. And I just did not know how to fulfill myself. I didn't know how to bring happiness to myself. And, you know, living in a world of, you know, coming straight out of high school and uh, going into university and just kind of following the herd, following the herd, not really knowing why I was doing that, not really having a desire, just following the herd for acceptance. Well, I guess this is what I do. And I mean, although I'm referencing to a point of being 19, I'm sure a lot of listeners out there listening to this right now can have some sort of sense of following the herd or following in um, <clears throat> family footsteps, following and staying in the acceptance of what society accepts. So that brought me to my knees. And the person I was dating at the time was involved in a six-month personal empowerment training, which is a very in-depth, immersive self-actualization training. And part of that, the modality that's used for the healing is conscious connected breathing, which is the breathwork modality I use with my clients. And I was very curious about this. And the the man I was dating, he was 23. So he was still very young, couldn't quite describe what it was that he was doing. And I want you to think about this too. You, like This is 20 years ago. This was considered very woo-woo. Um, spirituality and connecting with yourself and meditation and whatnot was not really accepted. It was, it was considered woo-woo. It was kind of taboo or like, oh, that's weird. What are you doing? So he had a really hard time describing that to me. And um, I just ended up having my own session. And in that session, I had a witness. And I think it's so important for our pain to be witnessed. Because when we are isolated in our pain, when we become closed off in our pain, we become separate from the world and the pain begins to grow and fester. And it is so important to have a witness to the pain in our life. And that's where healing really occurs, is knowing that you're not alone in that. So having that witness, being heard, having support in the first um, you know, few sessions, there was something that really opened up for me. I, I didn't really quite understand 
even the depth of what was going on for myself. But it started to change. Things started to make a 180. And I was introduced at that time to the six month personal training um, that was about to be, to begin. And I knew in my heart that that was a training that not only I wanted to do, but my soul was like crying, like, you need this. You need this to be able to continue on in your life, to be the person that you're here to be. And so that person that I was dating at the time is my now husband. And, you know, there's this really beautiful saying that goes, relationships aren't here for our happiness, they're here for our healing. And I really love that quote. And it's something that has really stuck with me, because I even think in any relationship, it doesn't even mean our primary relationship, our romantic relationship, it's relationship with our parents, relationship with our friends, relationship with the person driving beside us that cuts us off, and we have trigger. That relationship is brought forth for us to check in and be like, oh, I'm triggered here. What's going on with me today? Because on another day, when you're feeling good about yourself or in high self-esteem, someone might cut you off and you might not be triggered. So all these interactions in our day are reflections for us to look at what's going on with me. That is such an inspiring story. And I just want to thank you for sharing such a vulnerable part of your past that has now shaped your future. Isn't it amazing how that intuitive guide within us just is wanting and is always willing to make herself known in regard to how our life is maybe in misalignment and we need to sort of course correct or pivot or change something. I think it's such an important part of tapping into that spiritual aspect of ourselves. And you kind of described it perfectly in terms of how society really does try to hurt. And we do try to follow in the same footsteps and maybe not question the status quo and not go against the grain and some of these terms that we hear. But really, I think tapping into yourself more just allows you to build a deeper sense of trust and self-integrity. So in that work that you were doing, this workshop that you did, you know, what did you take away from it? And, you know, do you recommend people doing this type of work? And how can we implement this type of work into our lives? So the workshop was a six month training. Mm -hmm. um, and it is all focused on retraining, reprogramming, reconditioning, new perspective, um, healing the adolescent part of our life, looking at the mother wound, the father wound, reconnecting self to spirit. So it's a very intensive um, intimate training. And we do have one coming up this October. So, um, the information on that hasn't um, been put out yet, but that will be at the end of October here. And just taking a breath to sink into your question. Mm -hmm. My healing just began at that point. That wasn't six months and then I was good to go. And a lot of people can move on from that training and just go about their life and feel really content with that. And my pull with my soul, I didn't have an intention to become a practitioner. And I took a year off 
And I was like, I'm, I'm good. I don't need any more trainings. And then I had another call to do the practitioner training to become a breath work. And I was like, okay, here we go. And that's an eight month long training, intensive training. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm good for trainings now. And I took a year off. And in that time, I went to massage school. Um, I became so with along with my breathwork certification, I also became an intuitive body worker. And then I felt called to go to massage school. So I did that for a year. And then I came back and I was like, okay, being called for another training, didn't anticipate this. So I did the teacher's assistant training. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm done for trainings. And then I took a year off. And then I was like, okay, here we go, being called for another training. So I became a certified teacher and did another year of training. So that's amazing, Kyla. <laughs> like that is a lot of internal work that a you lot. have done. <laughs> and I, I like how you're sharing like, and then I take a break because I do think the inner growth work does require you to come back to it and take breaks from it, apply what you've learned, you know, shift some things for yourself and it is hard work. I think this is why so many people shy away from it or maybe don't want to do it or are not willing to do it. It is because it is so challenging, but it is so rewarding as well. So my question is, what can we learn from practicing breath work? I think this is such a simple concept, right? We, we can talk about how breath work can bring us back more into the parasympathetic, but like what can we learn as women about ourselves and what has your experience been? So I think in the field of breath work, there is lots of different breath work. We know there's lots of different breathing. There's, um, you know, pranayama, there's, there's box breathing, there's um, Wim Hof breathing, there's shamanic breath work. There is quite a few different breath work out there. And the conscious connected breath work is a very specific modality that is experiential to the individual. And every single time I have my own breathwork session, it's different. And I, I often do sometimes come back to something that I haven't fully healed yet. And that's okay because that's its own process. The integration of, of healing work is so important because you do need that practice time to integrate it into your daily life so that when the same issue arises maybe in relationship, you're going to need to go through that over and over again to finally get to this healing point and use your tools and use um, any somatic work um, to use anything that's been supported by to you by your practitioner to integrate that in real time. It's the, the real time that is where the work is done. It's the real time where you're like... Uh, triggered by my mom right now. Oh, uh, feeling rejected in this relationship right now. Oh, low self-esteem took a plummet or self-esteem took a plummet into the low side. You know, these are real places within us. And so within my sessions, let me just go back to this within my sessions with my clients. What is so important is emotional intelligence. That is a major foundation of what I teach with my clients and what I get them to go into their body and check in with. Because without that knowing, we can't progress. We can't, we can't tune into the purpose of that feeling. We can't tune into what it's showing us without knowing what it is. And so the body is such a barometer, as you know, you know, um, 
avoided emotions become illness, disease, ailments. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe it's the majority of women that hold autoimmune disease issues, Mm -hmm. you know, unexplained issues of pain in the body. And what I do know is from my experience with some of my clients is once those emotions are addressed, those issues have gone away for them. Mm -hmm. It's truly incredible to see how the emotional stress affects the physical body and how connected the two are and how much we do have the ability to work through this stuff and use these tools to help us get through past trauma, to have a better healing journey moving forward, to respond and react better to the environment around us. You're definitely speaking what I'm seeing even in my own practice. And a lot of it is like, you know, moms that are stressed and they have a lot on the go or, you know, entrepreneurs or people who are just, you know, working day to day and they're not necessarily dropping into themselves and tapping into that intuition or asking themselves how I feel like having a check-in. I think it's something that still needs more awareness, more education on. And I I couldn't agree with you more. Like it's just, it's so whole body. It, you can't even, you know, negate that. Yeah. And that's, you know, I love your title. She empowers. And so how can you go into your empowerment without knowing how you feel? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really big struggle. And and the thing about fear, I'm going to bring in fear because we're either in love or fear. Any emotion unlike love is listed under fear. But the thing about fear is we can use that to our advantage. We can use, you know, flip the coin and see that excitement can be on the other side of fear. Um, we can go into some logic as well with fear and look at, am I actually in fear right now or am I safe? And we can break down into some questions because anxiety starts to to riddle the body. And I'm sure you encounter the majority of your clients who anxiety has produced so much distress and dis-ease in their body and things become out of alignment. So addressing that fear and getting curious, like, am I in real time right now? Well, no, fear is a projection of um, the future or the trigger of the past. And so, you know, when you brought up the nervous system, it's so important to know that fear, to address that fear and to bring love into yourself through those nurturing activities to nurture the nervous system, to reparent that inner child that feels so unsafe. And I think what people don't really realize is how long it can take for the body to go from uh, that fight, flight, freeze or fawn state into feeling safe. Because although your your logical mind might say, I'm, I can look around right now and I know I'm safe, but the body doesn't trust it because the body has been in that protection for so many years that it's like it overrides the brain and goes into its state of protection, firing mm-hmm. the protection of the nervous system. So those nurturing parts, you know, are all those self-care activities. And I'm not talking the self-care Saturday, self-care Sundays. Like I'm, I'm talking the everyday nurturing to take place to yourself and looking at the medicine wheel of our four main dimensions, which is another incredible universal tool that I 
dive into with my clients and looking at tending to the physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental self, and how we need to keep our wheel inflated and running. And when we don't take care of parts of those emotions in that medicine wheel that make up our dimensions, we start to run flat. And our bandwidth and our capacity to be able to hold everything in our life starts to dwindle. And it starts to become more anxious and it starts to become more impatient and it starts to have that hole in our cup that's actually not not even just empty, but it starts to erode. Mm-hmm. And so those those daily activities, those daily devotions, those daily things to bring us back to ourself is, is crucial. It's such a good visual when you say it's a, it erodes and it's this concept of like your spirit is not being full, it, it like filled up. Your, your journey is not being recognized and you're not coming back to who you are enough, right? Because we're always giving, 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 serving, serving. It's almost hard for us to receive from ourselves. So I can hear my listeners thinking, you know, how can we start implementing some of these practices into our daily lives, Kyla? Oh, let's do one right now. Okay, let's do one right now. Let's this is an activity that I love to do at any time of day and especially with my clients when they come in to bring them back into their body. This isn't um this isn't a session of conscious connected breathing, but it's a a grounding heart activation is what I like to call it. And it's amazing the results that people feel. They're like, "Wow, that I feel completely different, but it only took maybe two or three minutes. So let's all do that right now. And then when we come back, let's, I would like to talk about spirit, like what that is. Absolutely. And And so you're driving, maybe hit pause and come back to this. But if you have a minute, just take some time with us to set set aside some time for yourself. And then let's even talk about, let's talk about spirit and uh, personal power. Because I also don't think people even understand what that is. Okay. So let's do, let's do this, Kayla. So I just want you to get comfortable in your seat. Closing your eyes. And breathing in through your nose. And releasing in whatever way your body feels called to do, whether that's through the mouth or through the nose. Letting the belly hang, just letting it relax. Letting the hips open up, letting them really anchor into your seat. Dropping the shoulders. Feeling the face relax, the jaw. Maybe the jaw has been clenching. Noticing your throat space. Is it tight? Does it need to be relaxed? Breathing in and feeling the breath going down your legs. Noticing if there's any aches in your knees or your joints, your ankles. Bringing attention to your feet. Bringing that breath to your feet. 
Feeling the energy in the bottoms of your feet. Feeling them anchored, relaxed, grounded into wherever they are. Continuing the breath, flowing in, flowing down through your body, into your feet. And I want you to notice any tingling, any energy, any frequency you feel in the bottoms of your feet. And I want you to imagine the roots of Mother Earth coming up, anchoring into your feet. Feeling yourself grounded even more. Feeling her nurturing, her love her resilience, her beauty, her healing, her ever-forgiveness. The power of her restoration. And feeling all of that anchoring into your feet infusing you with all that goodness. And then I want you to come back up to the top of your body, using the breath to clear out anything in the mind. Any restlessness, urgency. Doing your best to clear out what doesn't serve. And as you exhale, breathing that away, giving it back to the universe to be recycled. And then focusing on your heart, using your inhale to bridge the gap from your head into your heart space. bringing attention to how your chest feels. And as you breathe into that heart space, noticing and feeling this energy point opening up, maybe dismantling any armor, any protection, breathing in love, Allowing your chest to expand and receiving more love, breathing and infusing more love. And continuing to use your breath to anchor into your heart space. Feeling it open up even more. And knowing that the only thing to do right now is to breathe. Breathing into your body, into your belly.
feeling again, checking in on the anchoring of your feet, maybe even noticing the anchoring of your hips, your sit bones. Bringing yourself back to you. And wherever you had felt scattered, noticing the breath going into your body. Doing one more body scan, checking in, noticing if your breath needs to go into any parts of your body that feel disrupted or painful. Infusing that space with your breath, with love. And then when you're ready, you can flutter your eyes open and just rub your hands on your thighs. I don't know how long that took but definitely no longer than five minutes. Yeah, that was really relaxing mm -hmm. and just calming. Mm -hmm. I felt like the longer I was in it, um, the more deeply I could just tap, like feel my heart beating, feel my body and my muscles relaxing where I normally hold my stress and my pressure. And I think it's just so uplifting and filling like just filling yourself up it just feels really good to do that I even have tr I struggle with like coming back to the breath and meditation and these aspects that are so simple but don't always happen in the day and I think it's just a good reminder for me personally so thank you Kyla and I hear you on that the ego will always want us to avoid anything that's going to serve us and and in like the hustle and the production and everything we feel we need to get done in a day, done in a day, there will be that voice that says, you don't need to do that right now. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the, sometimes I notice that it's easier for me to drop into the masculine energy of do, 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 go, 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 be productive all the time. Whereas some of that divine feminine seems harder to come back to, but it is a practice that I am a little bit more intentional with now, especially with having kids. I know you really wanted to shift and speak on spiritual intelligence. And I think that SQ is just something that lots of people are just sort of touching the surface of or not necessarily 100% sure what it is. So I would love to give you the floor and just have you share this with us a little bit more. Right. Uh, and you're touching on that masculine and the feminine. I don't think from what I've seen, what I've experienced is it's really hard for the females to trust into the feminine. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's hard to trust into that space. And so that leads into the spiritual connection. When we tap into our spiritual connection, we feel within us that which is greater than our physical experience and that can allow us to move into the softer side. To me, what spiritual, the spiritual aspect is, is anywhere and anything that brings me back to me, that brings me back to 
what's within brings me back to my higher self, um, to creator, to my heart. And that can look like everything that brings us joy, anything that brings us pleasure, anything that brings us into present time. So whether that's prayer, whether that's yoga, whether that's breath work, whether that's going into ceremony, whether that's sitting and having um, coffee or connecting over tea with one of your favorite people, um, whether that's going for a jog in nature meditation. For some people, it's working out, snowboarding, hiking, playing with your dog, being with your children, cooking. Those are all spiritual connections. Whatever brings you joy and in present time, whatever connects you to you, that's your connecting with your spirit. That's connecting with what your soul loves to do. Painting, writing, poetry, music, playing music. What is that for you, Kayla? Do you or do you have awareness of what brings you pleasure where you find joy? Yes, I feel as though I've been more intentional of even writing down my joy list. So I love movement. So dancing always feels like dancing. Yeah. It's the funnest thing ever. Me and my kids have wild dance parties in our living room. I, I find it really helpful to drop more into that nurturing mom side where maybe I am at the office all day and I am seeing people and absorbing their energy and being more in that masculine, that productivity. Whereas when I come home, I want to have the patience and I want to have the ability to just see my kids. And so I find dancing, crazy dance parties is a really good thing. Spending time by myself brings me a lot of joy. And I think that as a mother, it is something that I've consciously unpack just in terms of the guilt that might come with that, but also realizing that I'm only as good as I am if I if I fill my own cup first for the people around me. I do love working out and cooking is very therapeutic to me. The one that I need to work on more is the breath work, is the yoga, is the meditation, is actually putting my body into a state where I'm not physically moving. Mm-hmm. That is very challenging for me, but I know that every time I do it, mm-hmm. my body and my mind and my soul just thanks me in so many different ways. And it's returning to it that I, I struggle with. And I think a lot of women do have similar um, experiences with that. So I'm always working to improve that aspect of my health and my well-being. Absolutely. And do you find, I'll, I'll speak for myself, what I find too is the when I am in session with a client, I'm so intentionally directed to work with something greater than myself that that brings me so much joy that brings me into my spirit to serve that client for those two hours and to be there fully for them. That is also a place where I find my own spiritual connection where I'm fully present and there for, to bring them back to their healing. Mm -hmm. I love that part of my work. And I think that's what makes you such a good intuitive guide and healer. I consider myself a healer too. And it is so gratifying to help people just get well and stay well. It's such a gratifying work. And I feel like when you're in the, when you're in the work that is in the service of people, whether it be health related or not, you do find an immense amount of fulfillment and passion behind that work because it is allowing somebody to express their full potential and their own full expression of who they are. And I love the work you're doing. I really wanted to ask you 
for people who might not know or feel like they don't know where to start, do you have any practical tips that you share with your clients, Kyla, that we could maybe shift our perspective to see new possibilities, to try something new, to maybe start unpacking more of that spiritual healing and growth that we are all craving? You know, the first thing that really comes to my mind and heart when you ask that is how often do we take the time to sit and listen to ourself? And if we take the time to sit and listen to ourself truly into that heart space, ground into your breath and listen to what is going on within, all the answers are right there. They're all within us. Everything we need to know, we have our own innate knowledge that we deny and avoid all the time. I know I'm the one I've been waiting for. I know that there are practitioners and counselors that I see to guide me within my own healing because I'm as much of my own healer as you are. And what we do is we facilitate people into their own healing journeys. We facilitate people into tapping into that place within themselves and commend them for showing up for their appointment, acknowledge them for being there because it's scary. It can be really scary sometimes to start to dive into what's within us. And I really acknowledge people because it's not for the faint of heart. It is no small feat to start to look in what's inside of us because there's things that we're not going to like but there's also things that are beyond beautiful within ourselves. And I've started to really, really, over the past five years or so, look at the places that I reject within me, that I don't accept, the shadow parts. And instead of wanting them to go away, I've been looking at how can I love them more? How can I love those places of me more? And so I think sitting and, and listening to our inner self we we have everything we need within, but we also need guidance. And so you're a guide. I'm a guide to bring people into their own healing. And so those, that question of what can people do now? Go for a walk outside without any intention at all. Nature is, nature to me is the closest thing we get to source in physical form. You need to connect, go outside, go stand in the grass, go for a walk in nature, go outside. That is so calming to the nervous system and so connecting. And it's right there for us, available. I mean, for some people who might live in a big city, find a park, find nature, just find somewhere where you can go and be. There's such a frequency in the land, in the earth that changes the frequency of our bodies when we're in it, and especially when we're barefoot in it. And so that might sound a little woo-woo, but I just encourage you to give it a shot. Go stand barefoot in nature, feel it, or go for a walk. I don't feel like it's woo-woo at all. I think it's this the, you know concept of coming back to some of the simple things. And I feel like you're really describing internal growth work as this there's a light off in a dark room and you turn the light on and you see the mess for what it is. And it's about cleaning that up on your own healing journey. 
I too love going out in nature. I feel like it's, yeah, you're so right. Our, our primary connection with source that's in the physical form. I love the way you said that. I really wanted to touch on your, your own program. So I know that you have created a program called waking her and the power of the divine feminine. And for people who are looking for more guidance on this, for more resources, just Talk a little bit about that, Kyla, because it's it's full spectrum. When I'm looking through your modules, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of work. And so I wanted you to touch on it and what it's all about as well. I love this program. I love it so much. Um, this September will be the third time I'm launching it. And the power of people coming together to do their own work um, in a group setting has exponential results. And I want to touch on the power of group work because it is a group program and that's really vulnerable for some. That's really stepping outside of comfort zone for some. That's really scary for a lot of people is to be that vulnerable in group space. And what I know about it is it's so life altering because a lot of times we might not have the words or the expression to share maybe something that's going on for us. But someone else in the group will share that experience and it will ignite, oh my gosh, I never knew that I felt that way or I never had the words to put out there that that's what I was feeling or going through and that person just did it for you. And in that, you go through your own layer of healing. So it happens at double the speed, your own healing and the power of group and you're also holding space for each other. But what I love about waking her is giving women these tools. There has been so much trust we've lost within ourselves through the patriarch. I think oftentimes we question ourselves. We think we're crazy or we being a naggy wife or we feel scared to step out and do something different for fear of what others are going to think. We doubt ourselves. We don't have clarity, gaslight ourselves constantly. And what I want to do in this program is because it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what background you have. If you're, uh, if you're raising your children, if that's your primary source of what you're doing in your life, or if you're in a career, wherever you're at, these are tools to bring you back to yourself, to start trusting yourself, to start empowering yourself with the emotional intelligence, with looking at where we sacrifice. We are in such a sacrificial society and we give our power away. We give our light away all the time for feeling like we're not a loved, for feeling like we need to be accepted, for the fear of people going away. And that is a big realization I don't think a lot of us have is where we are in sacrifice. And one of the my favorite tools is looking at this amazing tool of the sacrifice wheel and how we don't honor ourselves and where we fawn. I also touch on manifesting and that is later on in the six-week series because we need to build a foundation of our emotional self, of our daily practices to bring those all together to show how we've manifested things in our life, things that we've maybe not liked the results of, but also to look at how did we even unconsciously manifest something so we can look at this beautiful equation to create what it is we want moving forward, whether that's intangible 
or tangible material things doesn't matter. Um, I've used this tool for years and I've, I've created some really magnificent things in my life where, you know, my husband will still bring up and say, I, I still remember you telling me that you were going to do this or we were going to get that. And I never really quite believed that it was going to happen, Kai, but you, you blow me away every time. Mm-hmm. And so the manifesting part is one of my favorites. That's really getting into our personal power with building that trust, building that emotional intelligence and, and building that connection with ourself for, from where we've geared away from. And so my, my breathwork sessions aren't just breathwork. When you work with me, we have a two hour session. We have a whole hour of dialogue of, um, sometimes I'll bring in activations, meditations. Um, I'll have things channeled through me sometimes. Um, I have messages from loved ones that show up and want me to share with the client some things. But I work on building you up as an individual, healing those parts of you that you've deemed unworthy, looking at your nervous system. And then we end the session with the breath work, which also helps calm the nervous system. The specific modality of breathing quiets down the part in the brain that is our fear response so that you can tap into the voice of your inner self. So I guide you to tap into what is being called forth from within. And we open up your energy points and you go to where you go in that session. And it's different every single time. Yeah, I would I would imagine since healing for everybody is going to be such a unique journey that there is probably a lot of different ways in which people respond to the breath work, to the actual internal work that they're doing. Do you find with clients and working with people that they can hit a wall with wanting to not continue or have you found that for the most part people are very much like leaning into this work because I know that once you start, it's kind of probably like a rollerball and things start to shift and move, whether that's internally or in your external reality. But what's been your experience with people doing this work? It's continuous. Yeah. And my journey has been continuous. It's been mm-hmm. 20 years and I'm not done yet because there's always things that continue to come up. There's new relationships. There's um, leaving relationships. There's having children, which opens up a whole new portal of life that I feel we haven't been taught to be prepared for. And so there, there's a whole gamut of, of life things that can continue to come up. And so that's using, yeah, continuing with your own counseling, wherever you go to counseling and I encourage people, I'm like, I don't care where you get support, just get support wherever you feel fit, wherever is comfortable for you. Don't do this alone. Don't do life alone. I love that message. And I do think, yes, getting into parenthood and motherhood, I feel like it's been a healing journey all on its own because you become aware of some of the tendencies that have been passed down or some preconditioning. And there's aspects of you that want to pass on these attributes to your kids. And then there's other attributes that you just hope that you don't, but you often do. So I've had my own healing even in just motherhood alone. But I do think that 
your your life existed before you were a mom too. And and that's also important to recognize that aspect of your being. Yeah. And that's the divine feminine too. And and bringing that that part of ourselves back to remember we're we're not just mothers, we're not just parents, we're not just wives, that we have this whole sensual creative being within us that we shut down. Mm-hmm. And when we come back to that and increase our frequency, which breathwork does, is we get to remember what we're, why we're here. We get to remember like feeling ourselves and being in our body and, and what we love and what we crave. And we get to hear that inner voice of, oh, what do I want to do? Okay, there's, there's that dance class I've been denying myself for so long and my soul's been craving. I've been hearing like that voice over and over calling me to go to that dance class or calling me to get that babysitter to have time to myself or whatever it is calling me to go to that woman's retreat. And I keep telling myself, Oh, I can't do that right now. Really listening to that voice of within of she. Mm -hmm. We are so, so powerful. You know, think about it, Kayla, we, we manifest and birth the universe through us. We literally birth the universe through our bodies. We create new life. We create a universe within the universe. Mm -hmm. And we have been really oppressed and suppressed to forget how powerful we are. Because when a woman remembers how powerful she is, and she uses that for the benefit and the goodness of everyone as a whole, this is truly where the the earth heals. Mm -hmm. We are the nurturers. We are the lovers. We are the caretakers. We are also fierce. We also have that that fierce rage of Cali that can come out to make change. But we gaslight that part of ourselves. We don't want to be that too, too much of that. And so then we shut down our inner voice. We're too afraid to speak our truth. And this is where the community of women is so important when you become surrounded with women who support you, are not in competition with you, who are truly there to lift you up and you know that you have those women in your corner well that's when we thrive that's when I feel like I thrive and I can think of about eight women right now where if I'm ever in a state of not feeling worthy or having a crummy day and and not feeling good about myself I remember those women and I'm like oh I've got my crew they have my back no matter what and they always see the truth about me I think it's just so important. Like you said, we are fierce and I would have to agree with you. A woman who recognizes and sees her power is an absolute force to be reckoned with in this life. And what other way can we go and do this amazing work and reach these, you know, levels of impact and contribution if we can't recognize how powerful our own inner being our own self is to create the life that we dream about that we think about that we want that we envy that we you know stew over right i know we're in this hustle based culture and we just can get so off the rails in terms of how we are functioning and what we are feeling and what we're bringing forth and i think the power of women is seriously just 
just starting. Like I, I truly feel like that oppression has been more recognized and we are banding together more and, and maybe not everybody, but I sure have my crew too, Kyla. And I rely on them for that validation and that strength that sometimes it's not always as powerful within us because I also thrive when other women are thriving around me. I love when a girlfriend is doing so well in her life and in her business and she's got amazing things going on. And I also love when they can come back to us and share some of the struggles and just have some of that overlap and that commonality and realize that we are actually far more powerful together than we ever are apart. So, oh, I've loved everything you've said today. I feel like the hour has gone way too fast. And I has know it been that- an hour. I was just curious. I'm like, I really have no concept of time right now. I don't know where we're at. It's totally fine. I, I don't watch the clock so much when I'm with guests because I feel like the conversations, like I've said to you, like they just happen. They just flow the way they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I really want to offer you, you know, any additional words of wisdom, anything that you want to inspire the audience with and the listeners with today? Well, I think the the last thing I'd like to leave with is, you know, one of the questions you asked me is how how does this shift at a cellular level? And how does breathwork shift at a cellular level? And every day we wake up, we go throughout our day where we can be faced with fear and our own judgment. And that internal awareness is what allows us to check in and be able to shift our perspective and give ourselves a different view, a different way of looking at things, um, a different internal opinion, a different view. And so what happens is, you know, we're energy, right? So we're all vibrating at a certain level of frequency. And what the breath work does is allows you to remove the pain or address it. And it allows you to go into that place of truth, connect with your inner soul, your heart. And it allows you to move into a vibration of love. It allows you to move into a state of truth and allows you to remove those obstacles that get in our way from, from being in that frequency. So as you move into that state of love, as you move into that state of healing, your frequency changes. And as your frequency changes, you have a physiological shift and a physiological change in giving your cellular memory that experience of love and joy. So that shifts your cellular memory from pain into love. And that's why it's so powerful. A vibration of love. I've never heard it explained that way, but wow, that is, uh, that's going to stick with me. That's such a beautiful way to describe the energetics of even just healing ourselves at that cellular level. And I think that we all know that love prevails and love is the greatest emotion and action that we can give ourselves and give the world around us. But a vibration of love at the cellular level just gives you all the more reason to really feel that way and embody that. And I know that your essence today has been so received by so many people. And I'm so grateful that you were able to join us on a podcast episode today, Kyla. Thank you. I have 
I'm just so grateful to you. I, I think that your, your inner being is really showing up to help everyone around you heal. So I appreciate the work you're doing. And I'm so grateful that we got to have this beautiful, delicious conversation today. I appreciate you having the courage to do your podcast so that you can reach more people in the world with sharing whoever you have on here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I will receive that wholeheartedly. And I'm going to leave all of Kyla's information in the show notes. If you would like to connect with her further and dive more deeply into your own healing journey. Thank you again, Kyla, for such a beautiful conversation today. And I wish you all a blessed week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening the whole way through on She Empowers the Podcast. Make sure to subscribe anywhere you are listening to podcasts. And if you happen to have iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a five-star review of the show so more women can learn about what we are doing over here. You can also copy this link and share it on your social media and tag me at sheempowers.co. That is the way we get these beautiful messages out to more and more souls around the world. Thank you so much for being a part of the She Empowers community. Until next time, go lead with love and joy.